The following is a member of the Growler Media Podcast Network. Find out more at growlermedia.com. Comey Snake. Welcome back to Escape from New York Minute, where we celebrate and analyze the dystopian classic one minute at a time. I'm Eric Deutsch. And I'm Molly Balin. And joining us today, we have another special guest. Uh, This is Jonathan Zuffi, and he is a successful technology maven who likes to also engage in certain passion projects. And that's something Molly and I know something about as we host this show as a passion project. But in particular, there's one that he created we've discussed on the show before. He is the man who created the Life Clock 1, the officially licensed replica of Snake's Countdown Clock wristwatch. Welcome, Jonathan. Thank you for having me. Sure. Excited to be here. Yeah, no, we are excited. We uh, we discovered your product uh, way back in the beginning of our show, and we did a whole thing about it. Uh, and I had this idea. You know what? What a great idea. Let's have him on when the clock actually strikes zero. And so uh, <laughs> here we are, incredibly, almost at the end of the movie. Well, how cool that in 2019 we still have podcasts that are talking about Escape from New York, which was done in 1981. Like that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. I'm listen. This movie has incredible staying power. People really love this movie. They love Snake Plissken. Uh, we're in minute ninety-two. Snake. Uh, the minute starts up with Snake checking that wrist countdown clock one last time, and it ends with Snake asking for just a moment of the president's time. So, as we say, this minute starts. Snake looks at the clock. It finally hits zero. Uh, the big climax of the movie, and it's interesting to look at this that. Hauk actually was telling Snake the truth about being willing to save him if he delivered the goods. And it's really the only time Hauk was truthful with Snake in this entire movie. He lied to him. You know, he didn't tell him about the injection in the first place. Uh, At first he tells him it's 24 hours. Then he says it's actually 22 hours. So he, he's he's been screwing him over left to right, and here in this particular item, he actually does not screw him over. Yeah, the, the clock left, is real. <laughs> yeah, and he probably left out a couple other things about the complexity of landing on the roof of the World <laughs> <Yeah>. Trade Center. <laughs> yes, or or even trying to take off again when that happens. You know, Huck says, "How are you going to take off?" And Snake's like, "I don't know. I'll figure it out." I I like how also after it turns zero and he looks at the clock. He looks at back at it again, almost just, you know, he maybe he can't believe Hauk was up front with him. You know, he, he's just, I'm looking at the clock, it's zero, I'm alive. I'm looking at the clock, it's still zero, I'm still alive. Yeah. yeah it's almost like he's he's waiting, you know, he's looking at Cronenberg, who's played by John Strobel, and says, and he's just like, if my neck does explode as I'm bleeding out, I'm going to jump across and strangle this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's interesting. You think he'd go for Cronenberg and not Hauk? I think he'd go for Hauk. Right. And and also, so um, when it gets to zero, it's this tiny little beep. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and actually, the watch does the same thing. So it has a it has a countdown timer. It's got a whole bunch of functions, but one of them is the countdown timer function. And you can't set it to any... It, it's not like a timer on your Apple Watch or anything. You can't set it to any time. It's hard-coded to... 22.59.59. And when it gets to zero, the watch beeps for the exact 
like the exact pitch and the exact tone and the exact duration as it does in the movie. Oh, it's really cool. funny because when people see the function, they go, oh, this is great. What happens when it gets to zero? And I always say, you'll have to find out. And then, you know, you picture these people sitting there just staring at their clock waiting. And then I think it's a bit of an anticlimax. It just goes. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, my neck's not going to explode now? Oh. I love that it's a gentle, very subtle, short beep, you know? And I think just in and of itself that this, the meaning of it hitting zero has is such weight. And it's such like a gentle, like, boop, time's up. And then just even in the sound and the context of, of these last few minutes, I mean, even and, and really this has been going on since uh, the president was mid bridge, but there has been a alarm going off this whole time. And when we get over to like second 13, the sirens stop. And for me, it really like hit me with the noise here that there has been this very anxious, loud noise in the background this entire time. And the silence is really right. stark when it finally gets there. And that sound of the winch kind of crunching as he's coming down the wall and the music kind of you know, tones up. And it's actually well, really, really well filmed from a drama perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And then uh, we cut to um, the president who there has got all of his handlers getting him ready for his big speech and snake approaches him. And it's interesting because, you know, they, they his uh, secret service tells him to hold it and, and don't want to let him approach the president. And I'm wondering if that's in there because within the movie, do they think snake is going to try to off the president right now? Um, it, it wouldn't really make sense because he just risked his life to get him out. But on the other hand, they could see, well, the pinheads in his neck have been neutralized. Is he, you know, is he so jaded? Can we not trust this guy enough? Is he willing, even though obviously we'll kill him immediately if he does it, could this guy now kill the president anyway? It's, it's just, I found it interesting that they, that they want to stop him from coming over after he just saved the president's life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I think it's it's so interesting because we've been in this completely altered world for so long inside of the prison with its own rules and its own society. And then to come back out and to be reacquainted after this like whole experience to like this conventional reality of this person being the president and that being meaningful as a leader and an authority and that these guys, now he, he is in that very privileged position of having security around him. And this is just kind of the basic protocol that, you know, it's kind of, it's a little bit like the breakfast club in a way where there's now that we've had the, the, you know, the night together, so to speak. And now we're, we're in the, the reality again of, of our particular social roles and like, how do we, how do we acclimate? So feel like this is that kind of like awkward moment of, of sussing out that we have on one level. And we're going to see this a little bit in the future, short future, but we have the sussing out of, well, he is the president and this is well, a criminal. I mean, he was a very helpful criminal, but he's still a criminal and he's still the president and we don't trust anybody. And the other thing is the first time in 22 hours that snake hasn't been around a bunch of people trying to kill him. Mm, Yes. So everybody's calm and relaxed, and he's just been going like the clackers for the last 22 hours. He's finally <laughs> yeah. calmed down, and he's, people with guns and suits, but everyone's very, very calm. 
and kind <laughs> yeah. of relaxed. Yeah, it is a major adrenaline drop for him all of a sudden. <laughs> it's like, what, what, what do I do now? <laughs> I'm not sure what to do now. And Hulk's standing there going, I'm pretty sure he said he was going to kill me when he gets back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just love what they're doing with the president. They're getting him ready. He's got the bandage on the hand where his finger's missing, and they're giving him a shave, and they're dabbing his face. And uh, there's the man brushing... Uh, using like a, what looks like a lint brush maybe on his jacket and shirt as they get him ready. Uh, just, you know, like like you said, Molly, everything just kind of going back to protocol. Well, I have this kind of like dumb question and that's, but I'm just like, he wasn't gone that long. Like, why are you like, really? The man needs like a shave? Like, you know? <laughs> well, I, you know, I, you know, <laughs> it's funny you bring that up because I do not shave every day. I would rip my face apart to have to shave every day. I shave every like three days maybe. But, you know, people in the public eye, you always see them clean shaven. I mean, do you ever mm. see? You know, you never see a president of the United States without a perfectly smooth face, you know. Mm. So these guys probably have to shave every single day. But he also probably aged in the last twenty-four hours, right? I mean, he was had a wig on. He was being shot at by very strange gangsters in a <laughs> dystopian prison. He's in a boxing mat. I mean, he's he's been through a lot in the last twenty-four hours. Yeah, if, yeah he had, if he had hair, he would have gone gray. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what's throwing me off, is that he's bald, so I just presume that he's just, like, like a baby, you know? And he's just, like, completely soft everywhere, so I don't I don't know. But, yeah, I just... Uh, but that, that's, that's a really good point. He's not going to necessarily going to have, like, a 5 o'clock shadow, like, you know, Crockett, you know, Miami Vice style to, to get, on the, get on the broadcast. This is such an interesting mashup just to you know and i love that snake has got a cigarette which i man if i went through all of that i would totally go smoke a cigarette right after <laughs> i would want something a lot stronger than a cigarette if i went through snake just went through yeah yeah that's also fair <laughs> so uh, uh snake comes over the president thanks him and he says anything you want you just name it and you just know that is complete bs there is totally. no, I, you know, he's just he's completely full of it. He's not going to give him anything. Yeah, it's kind of sad. It, it's such a because we know he's kind of a piece of shit anyway. But, right. you know, I, you know like, anything you want, you know, and it's just it's so insincere. And, and there's this, I don't know, like this humbling and the way we kind of wrap this up is there's just this humbling line of like, I just want a moment of your time. You know, I just want to know something like it's not even a, I'm, I'm asking for something material, I'm not asking for a Cadillac or anything. And just I just I just want to know something because right. he knows he's like, there's nothing he can give him. You know, Snake is a badass. There's nothing that this jerk is going to give him that's, you know, right. going to be meaningful. Well, he, he's, he tries to sound somewhat genuine. And then, of course, the next line is you know, thanks them for their sacrifice while he's checking himself out in the mirror. I mean, it's just it's very well played by Donald Pleasance. That really does sum up the piece of shit level that he really is at mm. at that point. Right, exactly. He's like, anything you want. And then as soon as he actually asks for something, he's like, oh, yeah, okay, whatever. Uh, so, Jonathan, there are super fans like, you know, Molly and I, you know, we, we host this podcast, obviously we love the movie, but then there are super fans, people who actually create official replicas based on cool things in the movie uh t tell us about you know your history with the movie um before we even get to the life clock one itself you know how long have you been a big fan of the movie and you know what what led you to eventually wanting to uh create this thing 
So I'm I'm 49 years old. So I, you know, the movie's been in my life for a long time, um, and um, it would just, you know, anytime it came on cable TV, I would no matter where it was, I would watch it. And obviously, I own a copy on DVD. And um, it was back in about 2015. Actually, it's more towards the end of 2014, beginning of 2015. It popped up on late night cable and it wasn't long after um, one of the new Apple watches had come out and I'm sitting there watching and, you know, the scene comes on where Hauk straps the watch on him. And I thought, damn, that's a cool, that is so cool. That retro thing that they're slapping on his wrist. Wouldn't that, wouldn't it be cool if that was real? Like somebody had made that, that'd be a cool prop. Well, actually it'd be a cool watch because it's just, it's so different. And I've always been infatuated with, LEDs, either LED displays or individual LEDs. You know, I've got a history of tinkering with a lot of hardware and stuff like that. So I went online and I went to eBay first, actually, just assuming, you know, somebody's you know done even like a plastic version or something. Right. And there was nothing. And then I went to Amazon and nothing. And then I started looking around. I ended up on the RFP, the retro prop, sorry, the RPF, the retro prop forum, um, which is is this unbelievable online community of people that um, create, I mean, you think, I mean, if you like the Life Clock One, there's, there's people that go and make these, you know, unbelievable, like they, you know, they'll make Thanos's gauntlet out of, you know, like from scratch and, mm. you know, a ton of Star Wars stuff. And um, the studios are generally okay. If you're just doing a one-off for yourself, they're, they're usually okay. It's only if you try to kind of make something and try to sell it on mass that they kind of clamp down. So there's some, some really amazing design work that happens on there. And, and I found a tiny little thread of, you know, a couple of guys that had kind of raised that same, Oh, wow. Wouldn't it be cool? Um, back in, I think it was maybe 2013. And one guy started to do some tinkering, but he, all he did was put a bunch of displays on a circuit board and it kind of fizzled out and it never really went anywhere. And, you know, my back, I've, got a very strong background in you know obviously technology predominantly on the software side but i've always loved tinkering with hardware and i thought you know it's we live in such a great time where it's actually so much easier today than it was even you know five ten years ago to go and create this stuff all the resources you have to make all you know circuit boards and cnc things out of brass and custom leather and be able to write all this software and so i thought you know see if i can make it happen so they're actually quite funny. I called up the studio. I got through some connections. I managed to get onto the right guy at Studio Canal and he put me onto the licensing agent. The licensing agent, I don't think, really took me that seriously. He's like, oh, look, we don't, you know, we're, this is a serious business. We're not really, you know, if you want to go and make one of these things, you know, go have at it. Um, and I managed to convince them that it was real and I was legit and um, they gave me a license. So, you know, a bunch of prototyping and, uh, made it to the Kickstarter, which um, I just have to say, one of my favourite parts of this whole journey was doing that Kickstarter video. Um, right, yep. Which was really just so much fun. I mean, it was so great. Um, I worked with an amazing designer and videographer here in Atlanta named Kevin Taylor, who um, has a company called Offworld.io, and he's such an uber-talented guy. And on a real shoestring budget, I mean, if you've seen the video, it looks I mean, you know, when that, you know, when the lady comes out in the beginning, it really looks like she's standing in front of, you know, New York City with the same skyline and the scene in the office. He managed to source a chair and did all this videography and animation. And it was really just, 
just phenomenal job putting that whole video together. Um, and then, you know, got to the Kickstarter and all kind of avalanche from there. So it's been a really, really fun journey. And the fans are just like the, so passionate about, you know, it's like they hear about it and they go, is this even real? And then <laughs> I read about it and then, you know, they go and drop, you know, $399, which is amazing. You know, it's a lot of money for some people. And, and then when they get it, they, they, they send me these emails and they go, oh, my God, it's this is the best thing I've ever owned. It's even cooler than what I thought it was. I have wives who buy it for their husbands as surprise gifts. Um, and so just getting that feedback from the fans is really, it's very, very satisfying. It's even more satisfying when they send a photo of them fully dressed up in the full gear and they go, look, I've got my you know, Mac 11 and the boots and the, you know, short sleeve black tight vest and the camo pants and the eye patch and the mullet. And look, I got my totally legit countdown timer. And <laughs> That's awesome. It's really, really satisfying. Uh, yes. Yeah, so let, uh, let's let everyone know it's, it's lifeclock1.com. Uh, this is where you can you can get them. And, and it's where, like uh, he said, there's, there's the video there. Uh, and uh, it, there actually are functions that, that this thing could do it's not it's not just the countdown clock correct correct so when you turn it on it will um prompt you to pair with your smartphone so it works on ios and android you download the app from the app stores and it will pair with your phone and from then on it can you know act as just a normal watch or uh, it's got a date you can change the format of the date it's got a stopwatch it's got an alarm but if you connect it to your phone, you get notifications. So if the phone rings or you get a text message or a Facebook notification or WhatsApp, Twitter, it will buzz on your phone. So the phone has a vibrate motor in it and then the message will actually scroll across the screen. So, um, you know, compared to an Apple Watch, it's not as functional. But <laughs> um, even just, you know, I think most people really just use it for uh, the look and feel and as a watch. Although, you know, some people really enjoy having the uh, notification functions as well. Um, it's got a compass in there, but I've actually um, kind of deprioritized that feature because it doesn't work that well. Um, the compass just is a little bit kind of misaligned. It's not really that great as a function, but um, it's also, um, it's got obviously the uh, countdown timer and then you can customize the way it displays in a whole ton of ways. So there's all of these really nifty animations that you can choose when you, turn the watch on so the watch is is off um and to turn it on you need to press one of the buttons on the side and and the time will come on there's another feature where you can have it turn on automatically every few minutes and you can set the duration of how long it stays on and that's kind of like the hey look at me mode so if you're out at a party it will just kind of turn on and attract the attention that you're looking for um and then when the time actually comes on it will display in a whole lot of different animations like left to right, right to left, up and down, fade in, fade out, random characters popping out, popping off. Um, and then when it's when you've got the time on and the seconds are ticking, the seconds kind of tick with a custom animation as well. So there's a whole lot of ways to completely customise it the way you want it to kind of look and feel. Um, and that's on the software side. And then on the aesthetic side, you've got um, there's a couple of different versions. There's the brass version. And there's a couple of different straps. So you can have the Velcro strap, which is what he had in the movie, or you can have a buckle strap, which kind of gives you a little bit more flexibility on how you want to wear it on your wrist. And then on the back, um, it's, you know, it's a whole kind of blank canvas of stainless steel. And I've got some kind of default engravings that you can have on the back, which are on the website, but 
also let people know if they want their own engraving, they can send me a picture and, you know, we'll kind of convert it into a raster image and engrave it onto the back. And every unit has a serial number. And, and well, I think one of the most kind of unique things about it is, is every time people make an order, um, we actually hard code the name of the person who bought it into the watch. And when you turn it on for the first time and take it out of the box, it says, welcome. So it would say, welcome, Eric Deutsch, to your Life Clock One, which is, oh, kind, of, cool. which is kind of unique. Yeah, yeah that is Especially cool. for a smartwatch. Uh, and why don't uh, uh, we? You've got a little, uh, little special deal for our listeners if they want to uh, buy one of these Life Clock Ones. I do. Um, so, and thank you for uh, letting me do that. So, you know, it's um, Christmas is coming up. So if anyone's interested, um, we are doing a 20% discount code. So if you do decide to grab one of these, uh, just go to lifeclock1.com. And when you check out, put in the discount code EFNY MINUTE. So that's Escape from New York Minute. So E-F-N-Y-M-I-N-U-T-E. And that will give you 20% off your order. And it's free shipping anywhere in the US. And we ship with priority mail. So you'll get it in just a couple of days. Mm. Well, that, that is a very generous offer. Thank you very much mm-hmm. for doing that for our listeners. My absolute pleasure. Molly, you got uh, got any uh, other questions you want to get in? No, I think I think I, I actually the one question I had was about the engraving, and you answered it because mm. I was like, I think you can engrave stuff behind, like because I remember looking on the the website and I remember seeing you know more of the licensing information. But I, you know, of course, I'm coming at this kind of like in a, from a, an emotional standpoint of like, oh, if you wanted to, you know, dedicate something to you know friend or spouse or partner or whatever that you know you can you can still write a little message behind there so i thought that was really that was a cool feature yeah we've had some interesting message and engraving requests from people oh really (laughs) yeah it's just interesting language that people use from one loved one to another but um That's awesome. <laughs> the other cool thing that, that I have to get in is, you know, I did manage to get one of these to John Carpenter, um, and he does oh, love cool. it. Um, I did also manage to get one to Kurt Russell, um, nice. and apparently he loves it. I have not heard directly from him, but the word is that he loves it. And Adrian Barbeau has one, and um, – I also managed to get one to uh, Robert Rodriguez, who was um, who's an Uber, Uber. Actually, he's a huge John Carpenter fan, big John Carpenter fan, and he bought one and he absolutely loves it. He's 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 a really really cool guy, um, and uh, he's actually been wearing it in some of the reality TV shows he's been doing in interviews. So it's been pretty cool to kind of see. Oh, that's great! Walking around, <laughs> sporting it. So that's also you know it's al- it's always great just you know when you create something to be able to see. You know, any anyone actually using it? Um, it's always you know. Uh, Tom Tom Atkins has one as well. Yeah, so that's 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 been really fun, kind of getting some of the original folks involved in the movie to kind of see that bit of history kind of come to life. Oh uh, yeah, that that really is great to have something like that that uh, that they've accept that they you know embrace. Uh, that that's really cool to have that. Uh, so uh, yeah, let's again everyone lifeclock1.com. The twenty percent off code is EFNY minute. Uh, and uh, while you're with us, I, John, are there any other projects or anything, even not necessarily related to Escape from New York, that you uh, would like to promote while you're on with us? Um, no, actually, I'm, I'm promoting my, my getting back to my family and spending more time with my wife and children. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. So quite quite excited to be to to be to be doing that. But, um, thank you guys so much for uh, 
having me on. This is super cool, and uh, I look forward to following every uh, other minute. I've got to go back and uh, listen to all of the uh, all of the other minutes, but um, I think what you guys have put together is really fantastic, and I really appreciate you um, letting me be a part of it. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on and offering a discount to our listeners. I think that's amazing. I think it's a, I mean, it's an amazing product. It's really, really, really freaking cool. So thank you for innovating something amazing. And I mean, the movie itself has got great accessories in it. And this is obviously an iconic and very pinnacle one and very appreciative that you've pioneered something awesome out of it. So thank you. As far as us, you can follow us on Twitter. We're at NY Minute Pod. Also, we have a Facebook group, Brains Library, the Escape from New York Minute Hangout. And with that, be on time, stay out of the sewers, and we'll meet you on the other side of the wall.